The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in. And he saw and believed, for as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Amen. Happy Easter to all of you. You obviously got the memo. (laughs) It's such a privilege, I think, for us to come together on Easter Day, as it is on Christmas Eve and Christmas, to celebrate those great feasts of the church. And we really take it for granted, I believe, because in truth, in other parts of the world, people are risking their lives this day in order to come together as a community and to celebrate their faith. I think especially of the Christians in Egypt, in Central Africa, in Iraq, and the church in Syria. So I hope that as we go through this joyous celebration, we'll also keep in mind those Christians who are risking their life 
in order to be able to celebrate this day. For many of us, this is yet one more Easter that we have celebrated through most of our lives, where we would get out our Sunday best. We would come together hoping for some wonderful music, for the opportunity to worship God in the beauty of holiness, and perhaps most of all, to hope for a short sermon. (laughs) And even if we didn't deliver on all those things, we keep coming back year after year. There's uh, a, there are times when I come to church on Sunday morning and I truly believe it's a miracle that people are here. And I say that because there are so many things in our lives that can draw us away. There are so many competing interests. So I think it really is miraculous that we come together once a week and then on this great day to celebrate the love of Christ and God and the. The Swiss theologian Karl Barth gives something of an explanation as to why we do this. He says that all of us have an unspoken question deep in our hearts and clinging to our mind. And that question is, is it true? And it can take many forms. Is it true that God became one of us? That God actually lived the kind of life that we live? Is it true that God could love us? That God could love me? Knowing me, is it true that God somehow raised Jesus from the dead, gave him new life after death? Is it true that my life might be transformed by that living Christ? But we all have our own sets of is it true questions. But I think that that's part of why we come together is seeking truth. It has been said that we don't find truth, but rather truth finds us. And I think that's perhaps no more uh, accurate than it is when it comes to the resurrection itself. One of the things that I find interesting about our church, the Episcopal Church, and really the Anglican Communion, is uh, that although we can be very headbound in our attempt to understand our faith and uh, try to intellectualize it, We also hold dear those mysteries that we celebrate together and perhaps the most important one, the mystery of the real presence in Christ of Christ in the Eucharist, which we will do again today. So as Anglicans, as Episcopalians, we hold dear those things which we seek to understand and also those things which we know we can never truly understand. Martin uh, Karpenhaver in an essay on this gospel, points out something that I found very surprising. He says that in the sermons of the early church, there was very little uh, preached about Jesus' teaching, and there was a very little taught about his earthly life. Rather, these uh, early sermonizers, they started with who the teacher was that he was the son of God, the one who would die and who would be raised again. It is the teacher that we celebrate this day, not necessarily so much what he taught, even though we spend a lot of time all through the year talking about what he taught. But it is the teacher, the one who is the son of God, who died on a cross and who we celebrate this day as the risen Lord. I think we come together with. Many questions, many doubts, and I would suggest that we need to embrace those doubts. We need to always ask the questions, 
because I believe that's how our faith is made stronger and is deepened. All of the gospel writers have a little bit different perspective on what happened at the resurrection. And that can cause us to doubt a bit. They all seem to agree on one thing, that the first witnesses to the risen Lord were women. And you'll recall that women in that culture uh, could not even testify in a court of law. They were they were not uh, reliable witnesses. And yet all of the Gospels used women as the witnesses to the resurrection. In John's Gospel, it's Mary Magdalene. She comes to the tomb early in the morning, so early it's yet dark. And perhaps she goes there because of her grief, going there simply to be present at the grave to pray. And then she notices that the tomb is open. And immediately she believes that the grave had been robbed. And so she runs back and she tells Peter and John what she saw. And they, too, believe that the grave has been robbed. They run to the tomb and then they look in and they find in one part of the tomb the burial wrappings of Jesus are just together there. And separate from that, rolled up, is that cloth that was around his head. So it might look not so much like uh, the scene of a grave robbery. And then we get this very strange passage that says John saw and believed. And then immediately the passage goes on. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. So I think possibly what John believed was that it really was a robbery of the grave, that Jesus' body had been removed, because it's clear that they did not understand that he had been risen from the dead. I think it's important for us to recall that all of Jesus' disciples, even Mary Magdalene, who perhaps was closer to Jesus than the others, and John, the beloved disciple, believed that Jesus was dead. They believed the mission was ruined. It had ended in the most awful way. They had no belief that he would be resurrected. Now, at that time, perhaps a majority of Jews believed in a resurrection of the righteous at the last day. But they did not believe it possible that an individual would be raised from the dead in their own day. Well, Mary Magdalene stayed at the tomb while the other disciples, it says, went home. Can you imagine the despair that they must have felt? It says they just went home. Mary Magdalene stays there weeping and she leans over and looks into the tomb and there she sees two angels and the angels say to her, woman, why are you weeping? Now, if you ever wondered if angels were male or female, this cinches it. <laughs> So the men here, have you ever asked, why are you weeping? Bad question. <laughs> but perhaps it was their awkward way of declaring to her that they knew what was happening. They knew that he was alive, that he had been risen. And then Mary turns around and she finds someone standing there and she believes it's the gardener. So she asks him also, what has happened to the body? And this time, the gardener, who is, in fact, Jesus, also asks her, why is she weeping? And this time, it sounds like a much gentler, loving question to her. And then finally, Jesus simply says her name, Mary. And immediately, she recognizes him. 
and overcome in the moment, she grabs hold of him. And we find that in some of the other gospel passages as well, where the women wrapped their arms around his legs, his feet. They wanted to hold on to him. But Jesus resists, and he says he must ascend to God. There's nothing more in the gospel record about her encounter that morning with the risen Lord. It's only about her return, going back to the disciples, telling them what she saw, and telling them what he said. I hope that as you think about this passage this morning and you imagine that scene that you can realize that the people that populate that story are people like you and me people who have suffered loss the death of a loved one who have suffered failure in their lives who have had dreams that ended and were not realized I think it's important for us to see that they were like you and me And that morning, they had their doubts. But the risen Lord comes to those who doubt. The risen Lord comes to those who are in need of knowing, who have those endless questions. Is it true? Is it possible? I believe that one of the ways that we come to faith is as we experience the risen Lord in the lives of other Christians. And we Episcopalians are a little bit uneasy with all of that. (laughs) It sounds a little bit too much like the kind of evangelism that some of us were put off by many years ago or even more recently. But I believe that part of what we're hearing this morning is the invitation for us to be like Mary, to come into the life of another person with that simple message that says he is risen. I have experienced the risen Lord. I've experienced the love of Christ in my life. I have heard stories from many of you, stories that have deepened my faith in ways that you cannot imagine. And I believe that that is what God calls us to, for each one of us to be an apostle to the other. Mary, in fact, is called the apostle to the apostles. Because she was the one that brought that wonderful good news of the risen Lord. Faith comes before understanding. And so many times what we want is understanding. But faith comes first. And perhaps faith can only exist in the presence of doubt. Faith reaches for what we cannot fully know ever But faith is what draws us onward always toward God. I believe that today we celebrate the most important events in the Christian church. It's the reason that we are here thousands of years after the event. It is the reason that the Christian church has has gone throughout the world. And there are Christians now literally all over the world celebrating that event that Mary was present at to see the risen Lord. So what is this day for you? I hope that it is a wonderful time with family and with friends, but I hope it's also something more than that. I hope that in some moment, some moment perhaps during this service, some moment perhaps later in the day, when you hear that one calling to you and you realize He is risen. Amen. Amen.